Welcome to another episode of Sales with Aslan. Tab. Yes, I'm here Tom. with Tab Norris. I'm your host, Tom Stample. I didn't say my name, Tab. I, sh- I, you should, you I was going to. I was going to fill that in. I was going to. Who are you again? Who are you again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Tom Stanfield. It's on the little description. Yeah, and I'm and I'm first because you know I'm older taller and taller. We've always talked about that. Yeah, but Faster. I'm glad we got another another episode. Uh, do you know that we just surpassed our hundred and fiftieth episode last week? Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And we yeah. still have all those listeners. We've got 73 listeners now. Yeah, I heard so it was bumping up to yeah. 75. No, we know, yeah, what, hopefully one day we're going to have as many listeners as we do episodes. Mm. <laughs> I like it. But, but I those think, of you I that like are, those better. of you that are sponsoring our podcast, because we've got Anheuser-Busch, <laughs> Apple, all the sponsors. Now, we never, we never mention our sponsors tab because no. we don't, we don't believe in that. No, uh, but, but, you know, we just kind of every once in a while say something about, it. or we hold up products. It's, it's, yes. it's product placement. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, we have more listeners that tab a lot more, yes. but anyway, um, so uh, it's a big topic today, big topic ah. today. I know we, we, we've got, we've got a pretty interesting, we've got a little bit of a disruptive topic of something that's kind of uh, probably right not field. expected. Right. Coming oh, right, right field. field. Thank you. Just, yeah, oh, right whoa, field. where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right field. I like that. So what mm-hmm. is our topic today, Tom Stanfield? <laughs> well, I've had some requests over the years through dinners that I've had with clients, partners, conversations I've had with all kinds of different people about parenting, right? Well, you know, in in the book talks about unreceptive and I use a lot of examples uh, Mm -hmm. that I, I, you know, kind of probably the best lab for developing some of the principles and concepts that I wrote about in the book and about influence really came from raising teenagers. Yeah. I mean, if, if you can influence teenagers, if you can influence teenagers, you can influence anybody. So, uh, so we had these questions like, how does selling or how can I leverage what you're teaching us about selling to be a better parent? Well, see, I, Tom, yesterday, I was teaching a class yesterday, a catalyst yeah. workshop. And it's funny you say this. Everybody was lighting up around the parenting application yeah. all day long. I mean, right, all day yeah. long, like they, cause I kind of opened the gates a little bit. I threw out a story and you're exactly right. They were just, mm-hmm. they were, you know, like raising their hand, golly, you know, I, this really would work with my son who I'm yeah. having some challenges with. So I, I think it's a very relevant topic mm-hmm. that I'm excited to hear what you have to say. And if, if uh, you're sort of thinking right now, well, I'm not a parent of teens, right. Or, you know, preteens. Um, this, everything we're going to talk about applies to all of our relationships. Yep. And I think, and if we can apply it to our relationships outside of work, it also, it really applies to selling, mm-hmm. right? So it all connects. Yep. Um, but I think, I think about it as if you, if I can, if I can successfully apply some of the principles we're going to talk about today with my, my spouse yeah. and my children, mm-hmm. then I can, it's it, customers are easy. Well, well, and, and one of the guys on the call yesterday said, Tab, I don't know about you, but I find that my application of some of this truth at home is a whole lot harder it's than a whole it is lot if you can do it with at my home. team. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I teach, I, I'm constantly told, I think you teach this stuff that you're not doing with me. I'm like, I just had point. that yesterday too. She's like, remember what you talk about? Like the take the trip thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're, yeah, not yeah, yeah. Right you're not taking the trip. You're not taking the trip. I, 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 and I, the good news is I, I do see it. I'm like, you're right. You're right. I, and I, and I'll do it with, uh, I'll do it with employee. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it would have really been helpful if you would have, <laughs> if you would have asked me what I thought. I'm like, you know, 
you know, uh, <laughs> isn't that hard? That's, that's really a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I know I was, I was I was working with one of one of our people, and he called me out on my trainer huddle <laughs> to do what I actually teach. I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Thank hey, you. Listen, we just sell this stuff. We're not really, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, no. But it, it is, it works. It's just so counterintuitive mm-hmm. that you have to constantly remind you that going sort of with the with the stream with the current is going to lead you in a bad yeah. place, which is yeah. kind of cra- crazy. That's true about life. I kind of think about yeah. that in life. It's like, if you go downhill, if you coast, mm-hmm. you go downhill. If you go yeah. downstream, if you do what's natural, everything's in a state of erosion. It's like, it, it doesn't yeah. work. So we're going to talk about some counterintuitive stuff related okay. specifically. We're going to apply it specifically to, to parenting. And we're, and we want to focus on kind of when you're moving and you think about the stages of parenting, a lot of people struggle from moving from, this kind of role of conform kind of we go from care to conform Mm -hmm. like we're caring for you if i don't take care of you you will die yeah yeah right then you kind of move into this conform stage like don't you know buckle your seatbelt, right you need to do your homework you got to eat food you got to don't cross Mm -hmm. the street you got it all the things it's like again if i don't get you to do this protection there's a reason by it and either two you don't need to explain to them why and then they move into this next stage, and this is where a lot of parents uh, struggle to adjust. And this is where we start to to, to apply kind of the same uh, influence skills and approach that we talk about at Aslan, as when you move into this what I call counsel stage. Mm. And this is when you're more of a coach because you can't control them. Yeah. And so this is when this is when this big shift happens and where a lot of people struggle is when they mm-hmm. is when they um kind of move into that stage and that's what yeah. we talk about today well it's good yeah because i'm i have obviously i have two two kids that are grown and out of the house but i have one that's still left senior in high school and mm-hmm. we talk about that all the time we're kind of we're not we're in this launch phase i call it the launch, launch phase, phase. Yeah. we're we're letting go <laughs> she's about a mm-hmm. year she's going to be off on her own i, will I have, love that my influence falls falls apart falls away yeah but we it's, it's a balance, isn't it? I mean, it's like, I, I, we still want to be in control, but we need to let go and how much and mm-hmm. so I'm, I mean, and, and you've always been my superhero role model for anything around parenting. So. Well, I was, I was first, so I made all the mistakes and I think it's helpful to know that exactly. uh, I raised four children. Um, and so my kids are all now married. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm now watching them raise their children. So I have 14 grandchildren. So I've seen this whole yeah. evolution. And, and so a lot of what I share is from my mistakes, but, but there were some things that I did well as well. So, uh, and that was really because it was role model for me. So I can't really take credit for it, but that for the first thing I would say is I think really critical. It's kind of what you're saying in the launch phase is that we got to change our role and our objective. So like when I'm talking to my kids, when they're signed at the teen years, yeah. I'm starting to change my objective from getting them to do what I tell them to do. Right. Like do your homework, all the things to actually, how do I lead them to the truth? How do I influence them? And so it's not about, do I get them to do what I want them to do? But other words, I I think of it as if I can put the truth on the table and I can get them to look at it, I can't force them to take it. Mm -hmm. It's like food. I can't force them to eat it, but I want them to look at it and, and see it and go, okay, and then they can choose to take it and receive it. But I want to have the relationship where they want to be with me. They want to spend time with me. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, they're willing to go, okay, dad, I will consider that. I will listen to you. And right. so that I can walk with them through this path so that when they leave and they go to college or wherever they go, I'm still with them. 
Yeah. Right. They've embraced the truth. So I can't yeah. control because control is just an illusion. So how do I get them? How do I get them to go? Okay. I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. And that's, that, that's a different objective than I'm going to control and get you to do something because there's a lot at stake. So our instincts are to control because we're afraid they're going to drink and drive, or we're afraid they're going right. to not go to school. And then they're going to make really bad decisions and they're going to have a miserable life or they're going to marry the wrong people. All those things we worry about is big. Yeah. But control is just an illusion. We have no control. We can't control what they do when they go to school. We can't control what they do. Yeah. I mean, just, we don't have control. So we want influence. We want to trade illusion of control for influence. Love it. And I, and I'm, and it's a fight. I mean, it is, we, that we, that's our daily conversation around here right now. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Remember we can do nothing in 10 months yeah so yeah, we're, like, we're living in illusion so we're better off coaching right now mm -hmm. you know you want receptivity you want them to say, that's to say and that's really the first that's that's what i would uh, i think that's the first thing to focus on is when there's a, an opportunity to influence you're seeing something yeah. uh, and you want to influence the first thing you want and this is super critical is you want them to extend an invitation Right. Yeah. So, so my daughter, um, when she was about 16, she started dating this guy. Uh, and I'm going to name, I'm going to change his name to Roger. Roger. It was not yes. Ro it wasn't Roger. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. name to Roger. Uh, so she started, it's her first really love, you know, and her older brother was playing football with Roger. So you probably knew a little bit about. Yeah, Roger. we had a, the, FBI, the FBI was the Family Bureau of Investigation was playing, you know, was telling and Taylor really loved Tyndall and cared about her. And he was a little concerned. So he's telling me what a little bit about Roger. So I want to, you know, I want to talk to Tyndall because I can tell they're getting serious. And there's a lot of things you worry about when 16 year olds get serious. You know? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the, you know, and she had already was starting to drink and there were some things she was doing that was, she was making bad decisions. And, and so we were kind of, we were starting to worry. She was starting to rebel. She was, uh, she'd moved from that sort of, uh, <laughs> we could call it, she would move into the blue eyeshadow phase. Oh gosh. <laughs> you know, she's over that really dark eyeshadow and she's had yeah, that, yeah. you know, she had that face. <laughs> I heard somebody say R RFB. Oh yeah. No, R RBF face. RBF. RBF. Yeah. Uh, you can look that up. You can look that up. Um, and so she was just not, she was not, I, I did not have influence with her. Um, so I wanted to go talk to her and I knew the first thing I've got to get her to say, dad, what do you think I should do about my relationship with Philip? I'm Roger, sorry, Roger, Roger, <laughs> Roger, Roger, Roger Phillips was his last Roger name. Phillips. Roger, Roger Phillips. Phillips. It was Mr. Phillips is what you meant to say. Yeah, Mr. Phillips. Mr. <laughs> Phillips. It's Roger Phillips was his name. That's so funny. Uh, I'm sure he's listening to this podcast. Um, so, so I knock on her door. Right. Because I want the invitation mm -hmm. until Tyndall says to me, what do you think, whether she audibly says that or she believes that until your daughter says, what do you think about mm -hmm. her, her new boyfriend? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Until they say that they are just when you talk, they're thinking about something else. Yeah. And you've talking might feel good, yeah. but nothing happens. Yep. And so I knock on the door. And I, you know, this is my first conversation. I said, Hey, I heard you're dating Roger Phillips. And, 
And I said, hey, can we talk about that? And she said, what? Yeah, not receptive. Yeah, she's in the closed zone. I said, what? I can tell she's closed. She doesn't want to talk to me. There's no invitation. So I'm not going to come in and give her a speech. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, she's got to say, let's, can, she's got to invite me to sit on the end of the bed and start having a conversation about this. And so, and I said, Hey, listen, I want you to know you can date whoever you want to date. Mm -hmm. And you could see that she was kind of, uh, what I said, you can, I said, I can't control you. I said, you can date whoever you want to date, as long as you abide by the rules of the household. And you know, it's within reason, you don't, you're not in trouble. You know, you're not in danger. I should say trouble danger. I said, you can date whoever you want. I can't control you. You marry whoever you want. You can do ultimately whatever you want. I cannot control you. Yeah. I said, here's my reason. I want to talk to you. I don't want you to get hurt and I want you to be happy. And she's like, okay. So I guess so, so, <laughs> what do you so, say to that? There's yeah, to say like, that. I'm like, so if you want to dance, she's like, well, oh, okay. And I said, so, so tell me about Roger. Yeah. And so we started. So she, so she quickly, almost immediately, you saw her almost change. immediately. She started having, we started having conversations. Yeah. Yeah. She let me in. So we would go to lunch and we would mm -hmm. talk about, we would talk about, you know, she, she invited me in to allow me to enter into her world. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, the first thing I can't, cause here's what we want to do. We're like, let me tell you why you're not going to, let me tell you what's going to happen. Let me tell you why this guy's wrong for you. Let me tell you what you're not going to do. Let me tell you what I did. And we just start talking. Right. And while they're doing that, they're checking their phone mm -hmm. yeah, in their head or whatever. So that's the first step. Got to get an invitation. Have you done that with, uh, uh have oh, you got yeah. any examples? Of yeah. I mean, I I've done that with, with my daughter as well. And, you know, we have this conversation all the time. I'm like, here's, I remember telling her that when she turned 16, mm -hmm. um, cause she was going out with a boy at that point in time too. Yeah. And, and, um, and I said that really, I said almost the exact same thing. I just said, I, scares me to death but now that yeah. you're driving you can do anything you want to do and i and i hate that it makes me feel really out of control but i said the most important thing for us and and there was no, there wasn't on a traumatic experience i kind of was mm -hmm. doing it a, in a preemptive way you know what i mean i just said my i really just want to talk i want you to feel comfortable because i can't i can't mm -hmm. control you i just want to always i want to be somebody you can always talk to yeah, you know, walk good, through. bad, or indifferent. I want to walk through this with you, um, <clears throat> but I just know I'm. I know you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So let's change this to be about you and the fact that I'm. I'm communicating that I don't have control. So there's nothing to resist. And yes. So there's obviously two things: we need to communicate an other-centered objective. When to get an invitation, mm -hmm. we need to communicate an other-centered objective, and we need to drop the rope. Yeah. Right. We need to not pull them, which is really scary with your children. <laughs> But remember, control is just an illusion. You do not have control. So what you're doing is you're trading the illusion of control for the opportunity to walk with them, yeah. for the opportunity to, to, to be part of that discussion, which scares us. But I think if we stop and say, anything else I do won't work. Yeah. Now, again, if they're open, you oh, already have yeah. the invitation. They're like, yeah, what do you think? Yeah. This doesn't apply. They're like asking you what. So you know, mm -hmm. you can go to the. So then the next step is once we get an invitation, and this is where it's really hard. <laughs> I think this is. Then they start talking. Yes, and then you want to. Now you want to fix everything. See, that's yeah. what my problem is. 
Yeah, like they start talking. Okay, so this is what we were doing. And we're going to this park. And he takes me to this car. You're like, whoa! <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, the next thing we want to do is we want to validate whatever they tell us. Because remember, our greatest need is love, acceptance, and worth. Mm -hmm. So this is an opportunity where I can communicate that I accept her regardless of what she says. Yes. That whatever she tells me, mm -hmm. I'm going to accept her. That doesn't mean I accept what she wants to do or her right. opinion, but her, what it, cause whatever's important to her needs to be important to me. Yeah. Like she wants, you know, so we started talking about why she's excited about this and how she feels inferior to her brothers. And this is the first person that's ever really blah, 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 blah. And she right. starts communicating to me what, what, how she sees the world and she needs to know that I get it. I felt the same way and she feels heard and I'm not trying to fix her yeah. because here's what we do. Okay, great. You want to, okay, here's what's going to happen when you do that. All right. Does he drink? Are right. you going to do this? Well, then yes. this is, you know, and it's like, and, and we get in such feet and then really it comes from love. It, we, we're yeah. afraid. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, and the thing I will say, my watch, my wife do this yeah. with my daughter on a, in a, in, in a tough situation and she you know a lot of prayer obviously yeah, prayer but prayer. i just it was really brilliant how she did it because she waited till there was a time of receptivity yeah. you yeah. know what i mean if there yeah, was a receptive moment yeah. timing was important yeah and what she did is she she started just asking i mean she literally set it up and just ask questions yeah that's what, you know it what is. I'm, i mean it's it was just, just yeah. she, she just said you know i know we you may have forgot we talked about this. remember we talked a long time ago about this and kind of mm -hmm. the things you're looking for in a in a boyfriend or yeah. you know it's like yeah. And, yeah and it's like have you ever gone back and gone through that list mm -hmm. and she's like you know i really hadn't looked at in a while i said she she i thought she goes that wouldn't it be kind of cool just to kind of run through that grid and see how it worked and it was so funny and and didn't do it moment and and and, she, and so on her own and i think that's what you're saying you're kind of releasing control it just it's it was just exposing it's her life it's her life and it's her thing and it's her deal mm -hmm. and you're just kind of reminding her of something that she already talked about that's is, that's that's really that's a really good point and that's what's hard about changing roles is like now this is your life right and as a coach right and as a as a salesperson we're talking to customers this is that we yeah. can't it's their world we got to say we got to help guide them and so when we're yeah when we're asking questions we're like is this what you want yeah you know is this what and and you can ask those questions in a way where they can tell you're manipulating that's and you it. can ask those questions in a way where you can they can tell you're curious Yep. you can you're you're pulling the rope and here's the way that i try to coach myself is is you know it what am i going to do when they give the wrong answer mm. yeah you know and if they get the wrong answer do you did the, then like okay now you kick into and it, it's hard it's hard well, and i think part yeah. of it is go ahead what are you going to say no i i was going to say you know, I, they gave the wrong answer and I, I mean, I just, you're triggering this. I gave the wrong answer and I, I didn't want to shut down the communication. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I fought the, 
I wanted to go fix it. I wanted to say, well, you're being an yeah. idiot and I just wanted yeah. to launch. But I, but if I did that, I was afraid it was going to shut down the communication and, it and I didn't want to do that. So mm-hmm. tell me how I, how do you do that? What's the best way to handle that? Well, I think I want to finish there. I want to finish, uh, kind of the discovery. I'm like with a customer yeah. I want to finish discovery. And so don't I, stop. Feel like, I feel like I got everything. You, your time will come. Yeah. And your time will come. It might be like in Tyndall's case. I walked down the road with her and we had multiple conversations and I will never forget. I had taken her to lunch and I, and she was starting to ask me questions about what I think. She goes, what do you think about this? And I said, well, if that, I said, here's what's going to, you're, she's she's talking about drinking and she's talking about other things. I said, if you do that, this is going to happen. Does it, that that maybe, I don't think that's what you want, but this is the way the world works. If you do that, this will happen. And she goes, I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. My daughter said that to me a few times. Dad, you don't get it. You don't get it. And I said, and here's what I said to her. I said, look, I've been down this river. (laughs) Yeah. Already. I'm way down the river from Mm -hmm. you. And I know where all the rapids are. And I said, it doesn't mean I'm any better than you. I said, I've been in some of those rapids. I'm just telling you where the rapids are because you're just starting down the river. You listen to me, not listen to me. I'm just telling you where the rapids are. And so she's, she's like, well, I'm not going to listen to you. And I said, cool. It's your life. So I'm having lunch with her. And what I said was going to happen, happened. She gets a call from her boyfriend. He breaks up with her. Some things happen. I don't need to get into the detail. And she is devastated, but I'm there with her. Yeah. And so sometimes, and that all ended as I predicted that it would or helped her, but, and the pain that I was trying to help her avoid was not avoided. Yeah. But it never, our relationship was never contingent upon her following my advice because the advice wasn't about me. It was about her. Yeah. So when all this thing hit the fan and, you know, she had, her life was wrecked literally by her, by her, you know, her 17 year old perspective. I mean, literally Mm -hmm. she, she was, we were worried she was even suicidal because of some things that happened. Um, We sent her flowers. You know, we didn't say, I told you so. We didn't say, yeah. you know, here's, yeah. you should have listened to me because I'm smarter. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm sorry. It's not about you following my advice. I just didn't want this to happen. And so, you know, that's ultimately the goal is to get them to tell you what's going on. And that will give you an opportunity at some point to share your perspective. But until they want to, until they're and like, and I always ask, I say, do you want to know what I think about this? Yeah. I love it. And I she think says, really good. she says, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's okay. You need to own that. Now you need to own yeah. that. There, there's a, somebody that's been down the river, wants to love you, wants to share. And she said, I don't want to hear what I want them to say. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And I say, okay, sweetie. Yeah. And, I'm, and then if there's no baggage from that, okay, you want to go shopping? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because our relationship is not contingent upon you following me. Our relationship is not contingent upon anything. My yeah. love for you is unconditional. So I'm here to offer truth. You take it, leave it. You and I are fine. Regardless of what you do, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. There's no behavior. There's nothing, not one thing you can do that's going to separate you from me. I'm well, all in. See, I think people talk about that, but it yeah. has to be real. Like, it has I think to be people real. People give that lip service and they go, well, do you know that I love you no matter what? I mean, it's just like the kids going, well, I, you know, whatever. I don't, uh, whatever. I don't, I don't really think that's true. It's conditional. 
but yeah, that's I, a that's a really good point. I, I I think that's one of the things that motivated me to do it is it was always a test to me. Like when she did something that should end in a in in a damaged relationship. In other words, I kind of talk about taking the punch. She punched mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and I didn't punch back. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. there wasn't consequences. That wasn't mean that I was soft, but I just it never damaged the relationship it was an opportunity for me to demonstrate that my love, my, my love was unconditional. Yeah. Well, that's the best thing that happened for us when our kids is we're on the other side of it. And, you know, and I I think that they know they start realizing that we just love them unconditionally because we just went through a really bad thing and we did exactly what we told you not to do. And we kind of, you clearly knew what was going to happen and you did it anyway and we love you and you know, we love you and we supported (laughs) you. We didn't throw you on the curb and we didn't do anything else. And, and now it's just easier, but, but I'm not going to, I won't name, I have three kids, but Mm -hmm. I have one, one of them named Roger, (laughs) no, 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 Roger, Roger, but one of them. And I, I tell them all the time, you just seem to like to learn through pain. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, like, and uh-huh. they laugh like, yeah. and go, I guess you're kind of right. And I go, you don't have to do that. Yeah. But, but, you know, I mean, but it's okay. It's this there to your point. It's their life. It's if they know their that life. you're, if you're like walking with them and you love them regardless, and this is tries to our customers, like yeah. anybody in our life, Hey, our, Hey, listen, it's unconditional acceptance. Like as long as we're, we're in a relationship, you can, you can do whatever and, it's, 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 it's non-negotiable. I'm in. Yeah. And, and like, but I'll tell you what I think, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and yeah. Tyndall, Tyndall would do stuff. And then, then I would be like, why are you taking her shopping? Like <laughs> she lost her car because she drank and drive. Why does not mean I don't, I'm not going to punish her. with yeah, yeah. See, I think this is what people believe. They believe I'm going to punish you with the lack of relationship and therefore, that will be an effective consequence. That's not good consequence. Let the a, let the actions that they take be the consequence. Yeah. Not don't let. I'm not the pun. I don't. I'm not going to punish you by my the way I treat you. Yeah. Right. Still you just lost you. your car. Yeah. You can't that drive. Sucks. It sucks that you can't drive. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of the consequences thing. I mean, freedom to choose, baby. But you yeah. know, like telling the kid, you know, you can do whatever you want. If you do this, this is the consequence. Mm-hmm. I still love you. And some yeah. of my kids chose to sleep in the hallway. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's fine. That's their choice. Whatever yeah. they want to do. Exactly. So, it's good. My anger is never the consequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that keeps it. But I think going back to kind of where we were leading with this, though, is 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 when we get the opportunity. So we gotta, we gotta let them share everything they want to share without so, over. So you get the invitation, you, you get, get the, the invitation, invitation and we got to go, what is all the things you feel about? What do you think? What do you want? And so now and you're they, taking the trip, right? You're, you're taking, taking the, the trip. trip. You're seeing their perspective. You bite your tongue, especially when they say stuff that's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, and you, you're, you, you're fear. Cause again, what you're doing is you're building your foundation to be hurt. You're building your platform. And same, more as sales. The, same as sales. And longer yeah. I can get you. And, and, I, and if I want to be able to feed it back to her, like one time my, my daughter, part of her consequence, she lost her car. And so she wouldn't drive her brother's car. <laughs> and so it was ridiculous. You know, so I'm starting to think, okay, you're doing this because you just 
ruined or spoiled or what. I don't know. It's just, it just really grated me because she didn't want to drive a lesser car in her mind. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be seen in that car. So it had that whole sort of, you know, like rich person, materialistic. And I just really rubbed me the wrong way. And so instead of attacking her and telling her she was wrong, I said, so what's going on with this? Why, why don't you want to drive the car? What's, yeah. what's, she goes, because you don't understand. I said, well, try me. What, what don't I understand? She said, I don't have the confidence that Taylor and Christian have. I'm nobody. They said, mm. they don't care what car they drive. I don't know who I am. And said, now, mm. when I drive in a car like that, I'm very insecure. And I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So you don't yeah. feel like you feel like you're going to be judged and people are going to reject you because you don't have a nice car. And she said, exactly. Mm. <clears throat> so That's you're good. learning, you know, like instead of, Hey, with my finger wagging and telling her, you need to drive that car and quit being now. That doesn't mean that I'm it's that doesn't mean I say, so, okay, well, then you have to drive the car. Well, then let's get you a car that really makes yeah, you feel good I about yourself. All that. Well, dad, what would that be? A brand new Porsche. That would be yeah, great. Uh, let me, yeah. I'm just do whatever you want. No, <laughs> she still had to drive the yeah. car. Her options were drive that car, which was, I don't know what it was. I couldn't even remember. It was just an old junk. Somebody had given yeah. it to, to Christian Yeah, and, or take the bus. She yeah. wouldn't do either one. I'm like, well, you got a problem. Yeah, I thought you're gonna take a bike to school. I yeah, guess. so I'm like, it's her problem. Well, you and I are yeah. fine. Like, yeah. did she get mad at me? Yeah. Well, I hate you. I'm saying, well, I love you, but yeah. you're still taking the bus or driving that car. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 yeah. So yeah. So that was That's letting cool. her talk about that. But here's here's the thing. I think we we struggle also with, and it's the next thing is when we do have the opportunity to talk to her about like that situation or dating or sex or whatever it is that we want to talk about that we need to talk about with our children. Yeah. I think this is the thing that most parents really miss. And also most salespeople miss, and most leaders miss. They can't start the sentence with, because you, mm. they start the sentence with, they say things like you shouldn't do that. And let me, t and, 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 and that's just, they can't, they can't build a case why it's in the child's best interest, the teenager's best interest, not to do something. Yeah. They just say, don't do that. And they don't know why they, they can't, mm -hmm. they have a do not versus a, because you. Yeah. And um, I think that takes preparation just like in a sales call. I remember, I remember having to talk to, to one of my kids and I was traveling with my youngest and I was preparing to meet with one of my older ones about something really important. May have been going to college, may have been something. And I spent, I got up really early because it was in California. It was early. And I spent like four or five hours thinking through how I could make this point, which had to do with mm -hmm. a movie clip. And it was a lot of things I was working on. And, and Brett goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm preparing to talk to so-and-so. And and he, we started to, well, he goes, well, tell me what you're doing. So we started talking about it. He goes, so, so, so he, you know, we were sitting there saying, why are you doing this? I said, well, cause my meeting with Taylor is far more important than any meeting I ever have with a customer. Right. And if I'm going to prepare for a customer meeting for two hours, I should prepare three hours for a meeting with my son. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, we have call conversations about really important things rather than saying, what's the, how much time are we going to spend thinking about how to position this and how do we validate our, our recommendation and how do we get them to see it? And what word pictures are we going to use and all yeah. of that? So I think that's really, if we get the invitation, don't blow it. That's another way to say that. Yeah. Get all the information you need. Mm -hmm. Make sure you 
put you, you can say because you that I guess yeah. that's a litmus test, right? If you can't say because you, you don't have enough information. Yeah. If you can't position it in the way, like what I would tell Tyndall or any of my kids, I said, I said, what you want is lust. I mean, what you want is love, not lust. Lust yeah. kills love. I said, and so if you start doing certain things in relationships, it kills what you want. You want intimacy. Yeah. And all of that other stuff kills intimacy. And so you don't know you want that, but that's what you want. And so when you do this mm. other stuff over here, it actually destroys the very relationship that you want. Well, what do you mean by that, Dad? And I could explain it to them mm -hmm. versus just don't do that. Yeah. And so that takes a lot. I mean, a lot of the answers, like, why shouldn't I drink? Yeah. Well, because the law says you can't. Oh, right. well, that's very motivating. Right, right. You know, and so... I was able to tell our kids, if you want this, you won't get that if you drink. And yeah. so it was, it was an easy way. Now, some kids didn't care. I mean, some of my kids were like, I'm not drinking. Okay, cool. I had, I had, I had one that was like, I'm drinking. Yeah. And so we had to, I, and, you know, so it was like, what am I going to say about that? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's very obvious to us. Yeah. You know, so I think it's part of that's prep. Uh, part of it's thinking through it. And you may have to talk to other people. But don't have, don't blow the meeting or the opportunity because you're not ready. If you can't fill in the because you, yeah, then you're not ready. Yeah, delay it. Yeah, that's good. So is that it? Am I done? Is that is that you all? Got, I need? Yeah, that's all I, I, I would do. say. I would Finished. say I got one other thing I would say that's on my okay. little tab. Uh, and I I think this is something that hit me a couple of years ago that I, I think really captures uh, <laughs> kind of what we do with customers and with, with what we should do with customers and we should do with our children. Uh, and I said this earlier, but take a punch. Yeah. Right. If, if you get punched because they say something negative about you, my dad was great about this. Uh, so was my mom. Um, I think to feel like I punched my, my dad more than my mom. And when I mean that I'm obviously speaking metaphorically, but like, they say something, they attack you, verbally attack you. They put you down. Yeah. They say, I hate you. They, yeah. as soon as you metaphorically punch back, mm -hmm. you lose all opportunity and influence. Now yeah. everything is going to be focused on your punch. Well, yeah, but you're a little spoiled brat, you know, or whatever you say. Right. If you can take the punch and love through that and let them sit with that. Yeah. I just told my father, I hated him. And he yeah. still loved me. Yeah. He still wants to be with me. He still didn't respond. And that has such weight. And it's same with our customers. I've been punched by customers too. Mm -hmm. I've been punched really hard by customers. Hmm. You know, that, that will like, and I put all this effort in. They said, and they said things to me that I think really hurt my feelings. Yeah. And I'm not saying they were wrong. Maybe part of it was wrong, but it felt like a punch to me. And to be able to say, Okay, tell me what you're thinking. Why did you say that? Yep. Let me understand. I'm not going to punch back. I mean, I've had people want to punch the customer for me. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not yeah. going to take that. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, yeah I remember one time flying to California to meet with a senior vice president. I think I mentioned this on a podcast earlier. We did all this work and all this prep and all this people. And we walked in and we made this presentation. We were told to be making the first, and the guy just basically punched me right in the face. And said, I have no idea why anything you just said relates to me whatsoever. Right. <laughs> like, 
I that hurt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time in it. Yeah, I mean, and I did everything everybody told me to do. I mean, I bet yeah. it, 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 yeah. it felt like a punch. The guy that was yeah. traveling with me started punching back. Yeah. And I'm that's like, good. I, it's got it. And I think that's, that's, um, have you got any, you got any experience with that? You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, totally. I mean, I just had this the other day. I mean, the, we got a, we got some feedback mm -hmm. and it was somebody on our team was basically kind of punched Yeah, and I wanted to punch them back. You know, they basically said, well, you know, they, they said they didn't do exactly what they did. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. said, we need this. This is how we need to set up prior to, and we need these things done, clearly communicated, said they would, said it would be done. And then yeah. as soon as it's posed, it's like, yeah, you know what? Moving forward, you should, your team should do a better job of really setting that up. So where we do that before any launch mm -hmm. and you, what do you want to say? You we, want you, you want to punch back. We yeah. we did that, and yeah. you're an idiot, and you mm -hmm. did exactly what opposite of what. But that's not going to help anybody. And yeah. I was proud of my my coworker mm -hmm. that they took the punch, took and the I punch. and I took the punch, and we just said, "Great advice, yeah. great advice." And there's a way that you can respond it, that you did doesn't mean you don't defend what you did or doesn't mean you don't, but here's the thing. If you, they punch, then you punch, then they punch, then you punch, then they like, by the time you're done, nobody knows what happened. Well, and there's no reason, like that was a perfect example. There's no reason, <laughs> reason. to defend because that person knows that we're, they know it's like, they did not know. Yeah. It's, I think it's more powerful when you don't punch back because yeah. they're just like, wow. That's exactly right. I remember my daughter one time said to me, she said, well, you're supposed to pay for college. You're my father. <laughs> or you're supposed to pay for my car. You're supposed to, I can't right. remember. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I was like, I wanted to go, you selfish. You know I mean? I yeah, wanted to, yeah, I yeah. wanted to say something. And totally. I like, and as soon as I said something, all she would go is he called me that, or he said yeah, that, yeah. or he, that's um, she remember. and then that's all she had. She wouldn't even know what she said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is that you got to, if you do that, like you said, the mm -hmm. weight of what they're doing and saying rest on them. Yeah. Uh, and the end of the story is, I remember my daughter came back from college after her first year. It was Christmas. I'll never forget where we were sitting there. And I guess I kind of can close with this is, is okay. we went around and talked about what we were grateful for for the year. And she said, she went last, I was not ready for this. And she said, I am grateful for unconditional love. Mm, and and I, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a moment because, you know, we were all kind of had that sort of philosophy with her again this was all taught to us by other people yeah mostly our parents but um the power of loving somebody unconditionally do not underestimate the moment might be they want to do something scary but yeah. the big picture is if you love them unconditionally and when i mean mm. conditionally i'm unconditionally i mean there is no condition and where your relationship would be damaged yeah. by what they, no matter you think, you think of the worst thing they do and the acceptance doesn't yep. mean you have to agree with them, but that acceptance, like when they walk in the room, you mm -hmm. have a response. It's it always be delight. Yeah. When my daughter walked in the room or my son walked in the room, my response, regardless of what the punch they threw, regardless of what behavior, my response should always be delight. The consequences to what they are doing 
should right. be connected to what they're doing. It's not, it has nothing to do with me. So my relationship yep. is never going to be leveraged. And so I think that if we can do that over time, mm -hmm. this is a, this is, I can tell this from experience over time, the, they will do what you want them to do. And they will listen to your advice if it's the truth. And the focus is you want to deliver the truth. Yeah. Great stuff, Tom. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Man, well, great. Love the topic. Hope, hope that helps some of our listeners. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, give us some feedback. Tell us what you want us to talk about. If you like the podcast, let us know. It helps other people find us and also gives us, um, it, it motivates us to continue to do this. So thanks, Tab. Good to see you, my friend. You too.